This is Joanna DeCellis, editor of Club & Resort Chef. In this episode of Club & Resort Talks, we're chatting with Tom Hall, executive chef of Green Spring Valley Hunt Club in Owings Mills, Maryland. Today is Green Springs reopening, and Chef Hall is eager to get back to serving members even though the culinary operation looks a bit different. Chef Hall is excited about the smaller menus because it gives him and his team a chance to change it up more frequently and offer members even more seasonally focused. Thanks for joining us today, Chef. How are you? Wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing very well, thank you. So how long have you been with Green Spring Valley Hunt Club? I've been with the club since uh, April 1st of 2015, so five years. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the operation? Sure thing. Um, full country club. We have swimming, golf, tennis, paddle, uh, as well as a main clubhouse for dining and a, a snack bar kitchen as well. How much do you do in annual F&B? Right around 1.3, 1.5, kind of depending on the year. Okay. How has it changed over the five years that you've been there? We've been, we stayed steady the last five years. You know, obviously this year's a little different, but right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I kind of came and helped fix food costs and that kind of stuff. But other than that, it's been nice and steady. Uh, not too many ups or downs. Now this past year, obviously that's much different. So how has COVID-19 impacted your operation? Yeah. Um, right off the bat, it was, you know, everything, you know, any banquet, any kind of party, immediately kind of got canceled and then, you know, a la carte dining got canceled, you know, anything in the restaurant got canceled, you know, just with not having an idea how it's going to, how long it was going to take, things have just gotten a little more interesting since then. So, but we moved to an all takeout program right away. Yeah. And part of the issue was kind of when all that happened, our kitchen was being renovated. Uh, we had a, a an issue in the, our floor right under where our hotline is uh, and that had to be repaired. So we didn't even have a kitchen, a working kitchen right off the bat, but we ended up using equipment from outside like our grill and our smoker uh, and offering a meal a night, just kind of based off what we could use equipment wise outside. You know, we're cooking on the fly and making, making do with what we could, you know, we could, you know, I didn't have an oven, I didn't have a grill, I didn't have a stove, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, just kind of plan around that and make it work. We had prep tables in the ballroom. Um, but we made it work, and we, I think for the first week and a half, we did meals from our outside grill and smoker. Did you make it known to members that there was an issue in the kitchen, or did you just kind of theme it like, hey, we've got these wonderful summery kind of outdoor options? We did, we did let them know because we were already closed that week anyway. So they knew we were under renovation, and they knew why. You know, it definitely kind of hit home even a little harder. Like, you know, normally we'd try to offer you a bunch of things, but, you know, with our limitations, this is what we have this week. And as soon as we can do more, we'll do more. But it kind of set the tone for what we offered afterwards. You know, we never really went to like an, an a la carte to go menu where we had multiple items. We kind of just offered one meal a night. That was like a take home and you know, reheat it yourself. And we did that for, you know, I guess the last 10 weeks with that same program as being the main, the main idea. And it, it worked out wonderfully. You know, we buy, buy product and sell it right away. We weren't sitting on inventory. Uh, I didn't have to bring in a ton of staff. You know, everybody could stay home and be safe. You know, we ran a great food cost. We did tons of sales. Uh, you know, we were doing 80 to 120 a night. People were loving it and it was a good meal. And I, you know, I kind of kept telling the members, like it was myself, my sous chef and my other like long-term guy who's been here 20 years. I was like, you have the three best guys in the kitchen cooking every night. You know, it was kind of a good deal. So how do, do those numbers compare with what you would have done if it were a typical a la carte dining night? So yeah, that's funny. We, um, you know, we just looked at the main numbers and 
you know, I asked, asked her, her financial guy, I said, what we do last year in May in a la carte? And he said about 50,000. Uh, and I said, what we do this year in May, you know, with just our takeout? And he said about 50,000. So we didn't miss out on our numbers as far as a la carte is concerned. Uh, we know no golf outings, no weddings, no banquets, but couldn't have asked for much more. Since then, have you started to open any dining? Is there outdoor dining or indoor? Yeah, so this past Friday, uh, Governor Hogan here in Maryland allowed for outdoor dining to start. He unfortunately gave us, you know, on Wednesday, he had his press conference and said, by Friday, you can open up. But by then, we'd already committed to a full weekend of to-go meals and grocery items and that kind of stuff. And it was just going to be too complicated to switch and, you know, oh, I don't want my to-go meal now. I want a, you know, I want a reservation before, that kind of thing. So we just sat through the whole weekend, did what we were going to do. Uh, and then tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, we're going to be open for outside dining for the first time. That's exciting. Are you ready? Are you nervous? How are you feeling? Feeling good. Uh, my whole team's in today. You know, we went through training. We went over everything, went through the plan, how to be safe, do all that stuff. So we're feeling good. My guys are excited. It's just myself and six guys. So we don't have a big team. Four of them, you know, we furloughed for the last, I guess, 10 weeks. So they've been eager. They've been ready to get back to work. Uh, and I'm lucky to have a team that really cares and is into it. Uh, so they're all excited. I don't think anybody's excited about wearing masks all day, but uh, I'm used to it at this point. Once, uh, once, once tomorrow comes, I think everybody will have a little butterfly in their stomach, but they'll be, uh, they'll be happy to be cooking again. What are some of the things that you had to rethink about, about your operation in order to open tomorrow? We got to keep people safe. We got to, you know, and it's not just the members safe. We had like a reopening task force and I, you know, I, I kind of showed them what, a kitchen looks like when it's busy. You know, I have some pictures from over the years of just guys crammed on the line. And when, you know, when you're rocking and rolling, you're on top of each other, kind of dancing with each other almost. Um, so I kind of explained to them like, Hey, like we have to change some of these things. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe remove somebody from, you know, the hot side and put them somewhere else. So spacing issues in the kitchen was probably a big thing, you know, and I always want to make sure the staff feels comfortable coming into work. If they're not feeling comfortable, you know, it, it, it makes it real tough. Um, and then as far as the membership side, you know, we put a tent up over a patio. I mean, some of our patio is already covered. We put up more tenting just to fit more tables in, you know, everything's spaced out six feet, uh, you know, sanitizer everywhere, reservations only, no walk-ins, that kind of stuff. So um, everybody's kind of figuring it out and, you know, with us, Starting a couple of days later than some of the other local clubs, I've had time to reach out to some of my some of my friends in the area, see what you know hiccups they they encountered, what worked, what didn't work. So it's it's that was kind of a, a silver lining. The waiting a couple of days is seeing what everybody else was doing. What was some of the best advice you received? Just kind of trying to limit things, kind of take it easy, don't go too crazy. You know, we're all trying to figure this out now. You know, no one knows what they're doing, so. We've, you know, as far as food and stuff, we're taking a really small, you know, we're going to do a real small menu, keep it easy, keep it something we can execute in a timely manner. We don't want people waiting downstairs. We don't want the kitchen to get crushed, you know, and put into the weeds. We want to be smart about that. So, you know, we're also not sure how many people are going to come and what the interest is as well. You know, our demographic, you know, is all over the place from young to old, but, you know, we're not sure how people feel about coming out and dining yet. So. And I've heard some people were slammed all weekend. I heard some people were kind of a little bit here and there. So um, with a small menu, we'll be able to keep things tight. We don't have to order too much. We'll be sitting a lot of uh, product and we'll also be able to execute at an extremely high level. So if there's, you know, six things in the menu, as far as hot items, those guys can really, really focus on it and knock it out of the park. Uh, we have to make good first impression. 
Uh, there's not too many times, you know, in my industry, you know, in my career that I've had this opportunity to be closed for weeks on end and then have people come back dining. So, you know, it's been 10 weeks since they've, you know, come to the club and sat down and had dinner. So uh, we really got to knock it out of the park and that's something we're focused on. How do you think this will shape the future of your program? It's going to be interesting because the format's going to change, I think, across the board. I think people need to focus on keeping it tight, keeping it, you know, focused and, and executed well. I've always been really into, like, do simple well. You know, my food's never going to have 15 garnishes on it. I'm not going to have 10 items, you know, 10, you know, 10 different sauces and all this stuff on a plate. Um, we've always just wanted to execute simple or basic food at a really high level. You know, you hear about like a roast, the perfect roast chicken, like that's really hard to do. And it's actually really, really, really good. Um, so that's something we've always focused on. But this, you know, we're going to run with a small menu, change it every week. I think why we were successful with our one meal a night program while we we're doing carry out, we never did the same dish twice in 10 weeks. We, you know, a lot of the same proteins, but you know, we always made sure it was something different. So you never had the same dish. And we had a lot of people coming four nights a week for 10 weeks which is incredible, but, you know, they were always getting something different, you know, in the old mindset where the menu stayed the same all the time, you know, if you offer steak, crab cake, burger, and, you know, salmon, and that's the only menu you have for 10 weeks, people kind of get burnt out on that. So I think we're going to be able to change our menu a little bit more if we keep it smaller. It used to kind of change seasonally, you know, every three months with the seasons. Uh, but now, you know, if I can change it every two weeks and just keep it really small and tight, the membership's going to get better, you know, a better menu every every couple of weeks. So that's an opportunity I want to kind of take and see how it, it, it feels. Um, you know, there's club classics that we're always going to respect and we'll always have those no matter what. But if I can really tweak things more often, it'll get my guys engaged. Uh, they'll learn how to write menus, learn about sourcing, talking to you know vendors and farmers in the area, uh, and help them be a better chef down the road, which is always my goal as well too. I don't want my guys to be line cooks for 20 years. Uh, I want them to move up and be sous chefs and executive chefs. So always try to help those guys do those, those types of things as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Chef. I wish you the very best of luck tomorrow when you, when you go through this whole reopening process. Keep us posted on how it all goes. And, you, uh, yeah. and we wish you well. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. For more podcasts, check out our site, clubandresortchef.com.